Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of Monsters of the Midway, where we talk about the Chicago Bears and everything that's happened um, with them. Uh, I haven't done an episode in a while, um, so I'm going to get you guys kind of caught up in these last three weeks. So uh, I hope you guys all enjoy, and uh, if you're listening, um, or if you do listen to this, uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for uh, you know supporting uh, the podcast. So let's just jump right into it. Um, biggest topic, biggest elephant in the room, like massive elephant in the room that I think we all need to talk about um, is Matt Nagy. So last year, um, everyone thought he was in the hot seat. I didn't really think he was. And personally, I like Matt Nagy, or I liked him. Um, he wasn't really the offensive coordinator last year. That kind of got taken away from him. And I was a little upset because his offensive playing calling like wasn't terrible, terrible. And I'm sure he still had like a hand in like, what plays were called and everything. Um, but he got it back this year or whatever. Uh, anyways, it's just, it hasn't been going great. Um, he's on the hot seat right now. Um, everyone thought he was on the hot seat last year. I didn't really think he was. Uh, so this year he's definitely on the hot seat. Um, a lot of people think he's going to be fired after the season. I think he's going to get fired regardless. But I honestly would not be surprised, guys, if he gets fired this season, you know, before the season ends. And I would I would put that mark anywhere from week 7 to week 10 if we keep playing like this. He, he'll be let go midseason. Um, I like Matt Nagy. I think he's a good guy. He brings a lot of cool stuff to the team. Um, I'd rather see Ryan Pace gone than him. Um, but honestly, both of them need to go now. Um, I was huge on Matt Nagy these past couple years, but after what I saw week three against the Browns, um, I don't really think it's going to get better. Um, so Matt Nagy on the hot seat, I think he's going to get fired anywhere from week seven to week 10. If he doesn't get fired before the season's over, he'll definitely be fired after the season, especially if we keep playing like this. The only thing that is going to save him is if we start just pounding teams away, dude. Like, like get on a win streak and, and have a positive record and make playoffs. And uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So, uh, People who are saying um, Matt Nagy's going to be fired, um, some of the um, ESPN guys, they're saying we should hire Greg Roman. And for you, for all of those um, who don't know who Greg Roman is, Greg Roman right now is the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. This is his third season with him. He's been in the league since he's 23. Uh, he started back in 1995. He's been with teams like Carolina, Buffalo, San Francisco, um, and now Baltimore. And I might be forgetting one in there, but those are the, those are the major ones they spent uh, quality time with. Started off as a, as a defensive guy with Carolina in 1995. Um, worked his way up through offensive coordinator, and I've been doing that for a while. Um, this is his third season with the Baltimore Ravens. Little fun facts for you guys. Uh, two quick ones. Last year with the Ravens, you know, the Ravens cannot make up their mind on running backs. So they kind of got like a four-headed monster between, you know, Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards, and I think it was Mark Ingram. Um, and I think there was one more in there um, last year. But anyways, uh, between the four-headed monster, they finished number one in the NFL last year with an average of 191.9 yards a game. That's crazy. 
considering like uh, Derrick Henry, you know, rushed for like 2,000 yards. Um, then you got like Christian McCaffrey, guys like him. Um, with four guys, I know like more guys, more. No, like with four guys, four-headed monster, um, no set running back. They ran for 191 yards a game. Number one in the NFL. That's crazy. Uh, second fun fact is uh, the Baltimore Ravens coming into this season, 2021, have rushed for uh, 100 yards in 39 straight games. And I know that may not seem crazy to some people, but let me tell you something. That is crazy. The fact that you're getting 100 yards a game on the ground, that is a huge factor in winning games. I don't care what anybody says. Um, if they take the pass away and you can still run the ball, you can win a game. And if that run game is open, so is the pass game. Because they're going to be trying to stop the run that opens up the pass game. And if you're getting 100 yards on the ground between four guys and 39 straight games, let me tell you something, that's crazy. So, no wonder why they keep winning. Um, for anyone that doesn't really know too much about the Bears, we could really use a guy like this. Um, I'm not going like, to go head over heels for him or anything. Because um, if, you know, if I were him, I don't know if I really want to leave. Uh, the position I'm in for the Bears either. Um, but he seems like a, a very um, very good offensive-minded player. Obviously, he's an offensive coordinator. Uh, but he seems like he knows his stuff, and he seems like he likes to run the ball. And uh, when we had Matt Forte, uh, he was a pass-catching back, and he could run the ball. Uh, I'm not saying our offense was great, but it definitely wasn't terrible. I'm not going to say we won the division every year or anything. No, but... We made playoffs. We were doing things. Our offense wasn't terrible. Um, we were making things happen. And David Montgomery, I think, now can be that guy. I was kind of iffy on him last year. Um, I just I didn't really know if he was going to be that guy. But towards the end of last year, like midseason, um, I recanted a lot of my statements about him. The dude is an animal. Um, we just didn't feed him enough right away. Um and then towards the end of last year, we really started feeding the ball. And we've been really relying on him at the beginning of this year. Um, so, I mean, uh, like the very first game against the Rams, I think he had like 82 yards after contact against that defense. It's pretty good. Um, so, we could really use a guy like that. Someone who's, someone who's very, I don't know, run-heavy. Um, but also likes to throw the ball. So we got Justin Fields. I think the dude uh, is a gunslinger. Um, when you know when he's going to get the chance, and uh, we got guys like you know David Montgomery. We got Damian Williams behind him. I think with a run-heavy guy, get the run going, and that'll be establish the pass. And um, as good of our as good as our defense is already, um, I think if we can get some offense going, I think we'd be like I say a huge threat. But I think we could be a little bit of a threat. De definitely make playoffs at least. So, let's start with week one. I don't really have a whole lot to say. My predictions so far are correct. We're one and two, just like I thought we were going to be. We lost 34-14 to against the Rams. Listen, for you guys who didn't watch the game, okay, got to cut us some slack. Um, through three weeks of football, okay, 
I thought the Buccaneers were going to be the best team in football. Like, there's a chance I could go 16 or, you know, 17 and 0 now. Um, but they just lost to the Rams. <clears throat> With that addition of Matthew Stafford on the Rams, on that Rams offense, I'm here to tell you guys that the Rams are the best team in football. And I think it's going to stay that way. These guys are freaking crazy. That defense is as good as it's ever been. And that offense is something else. Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup is like the modern-day Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. It's exactly what it is. I saw something where someone posted like a little meme that said uh, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup is like Tom Brady and Randy Moss. But, you, I mean, you cannot compare those two guys to those two guys, okay? So I'll go with Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. Um, but that's exactly what Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup are like. They are on the same page, man. Cooper Cup could really have the chance to be the number one, you know, fan or fantasy football receiver and the number one receiver in the NFL, like just in general. Um, so we went up against those guys, okay? And Matthew Stafford came out freaking lighting us up, and our defense was good, okay? We were in that game for a little bit. We were in that game. It was a one-score game for a little bit, like for 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 a while, and then they kind of just took us apart. So, but it was as expected. I mean, that defense was going to crumble our offense. We have the red, you know, you know, the red rocket, you know, Andy Dalton. He's not really going to do anything for us. Um, he tried. Our offense tried. We just, we couldn't keep up with them. So, and it was only a matter of time before they just started scoring relentlessly on our defense, which eventually they did. So, 34-14 Rams. I predicted that one, I think. We all predicted that one. Didn't have to be a genius to figure out that the Bears were not going to be the Rams. Okay, they're a well-rounded team. or not. You can, you know, you can kind of see the picture. Uh, week two, we won twenty seventeen against the Bengals. Obviously, I predicted we'd win. I thought we'd win a little better, but believe it or not, guys, Bengals are pretty good. Okay, they just beat Pittsburgh. The Bengals are actually pretty good. I'm not going to say they're great, but they're definitely not the worst team in football like they have been at the bottom for a while. You know, the past couple years, it's been like, you got the Giants. Uh, the Falcons are right around there. Um, Jacksonville and the Bengals, okay? Those are like the low teams. They've always been that way, you know, for, for the past couple years. You know, m minus Atlanta. Atlanta just started getting bad like these past couple years. But like... You know, it's usually like the Giants, Jacksonville, and the Bengals. Like, right at the bottom. Bengals have been a pretty bad team, all right? Joe Burrow coming off an ACL injury. Dude's lighting people up, okay? He's mad. The dude is getting it. They just beat Pittsburgh. I thought Pittsburgh was going to go in and freaking kill him. I was wrong. Like, dead wrong. Bengals are good, guys. Bengals are good, all right? And they play Jacksonville tonight, and I think they're going to absolutely get after Trevor Lawrence. So, we won 2017. I thought we were going to win by a lot more, <clears throat> but I'm not surprised now with the way the Bengals are playing. Okay, They still have some stuff they got to work on, but they're playing good football. So, I'm glad we won that one. We at least won one. <clears throat> So week three is what I really wanted to get into, guys. I have a bunch of stuff written down for this. We lost 26-6 to to the Browns. 
Andy Dalton got hurt against the Bengals. Hurt his knee. Didn't tear his ACL or anything. He should be back for week four. At least there's a chance. So Justin Fields started. What we all wanted, right? Ooh, hooray. <sighs> Crowd goes wild. No. No. I, I'm pretty sure I talked about it and in my last episode, guys. Okay? What did I tell y'all? I told y'all that I did not want him starting right away because I was worried this was going to happen. I did say it wouldn't surprise me if he was starting by week three or week four, but I thought that was because Andy Dalton was going to play terrible, not get hurt. All right? I did not want him to start his first game against the freaking Browns. Okay? That defense is crazy. The offense is all right. The defense is nuts, dude. Okay? I told y'all I did not want Justin Fields starting right away because I was worried he's going to get hurt or he's going to get slung around because the offensive line is trash and it's going to ruin his confidence. And what happened? Huh? What happened? I'll, I'll tell you guys what happened. Sure you guys know. I'll tell you again. Justin Fields, <clears throat> he was bad. And not only was he bad, he was historically bad, guys. And I'm not blaming this on him. I'm not saying Justin Fields is bad and he he's a terrible quarterback. No. It was it was I mean, there were some plays that were his fault. He left he left some yards on the field, okay? But he was the offensive line ruined everything for him. But if we're talking historically, he was historically bad. So let's get into it. He was six for twenty. Passing. Threw the ball 20 times. That's it. Completed six. They, the Bears, okay, total. Bears total. That means everyone, okay, as a group, as a unit, had 47 yards of offense. <clears throat> Let that sink in for a minute. Forty-seven. Forty-seven yards. You guys know what that averages out to? Anybody? Anybody? Nah, I'll do it for you. 1.1 yards per play. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that's what it averages out to, boys. 1.1 yards per play. Fields had 68 passing yards. He netted one passing yard. Now you guys may ask, but you just said he had 68 passing yards. I did. You're right. But he netted one yard. He was sacked so much. On those sacks, he lost 67 yards. So in reality, they netted one yard of passing. One yard of passing. 68 passing yards, lost 67 yards on sacks, netted one yard of passing. Now listen, I have all the utmost confidence in Justin Fields. I think he is going to be our savior. I think the kid's going to be a freak of nature. Dual threat quarterback, he can sling the freaking ball, he's a good decision maker. <clears throat> he looks good when he has the time. But here, here's, here, here, here's the thing. He didn't have any time, guys. 
Okay? I, I didn't look up all the stats. Okay? I was watching the game. And I'm sure most of you guys are watching the game, too, or watching football. You guys at least heard about it. The man was pressured on, like, 99% of the plays. Okay? There was someone in his face. Every time he would give the signal, hut, hut, hike, get the ball, bam, Miles Garrett in his face. Every time. Every single time someone was in his face. It was causing him to throw the ball early. It was causing him to make incomplete throws. It was causing him to throw inaccurately. Okay? And I'm not saying it's all the offensive line's fault. Justin Fields, he there's a couple times where he did have some time to you know, time to get out there and throw the ball. And he was missing passes. He's a rookie, guys. He just that's his first game he started, okay? And the offensive line let him get sacked nine times. Miles Garrett had four and a half of those sacks by himself. Okay? Let that sink in. Nine times the man was sacked. Nine. Nine times. He started one game. And right now, he is the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL behind Zach Wilson. And he started one game. Zach Wilson started three. Justin Fields has started one. And he is the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Let that sink in. I saw a lot of people criticizing Justin Fields. Guys, you guys cannot blame this on the man. You guys cannot blame this on the man. All right, he's the quarterback. He's got to take partial blame. I get that. There were some throws he could have easily made. He left a lot of yards on the field, but he's a rookie. Cut him some slack, okay? Now, does he need to work on some things? Obviously, he's a rookie. It's just, you know, starting his first game. There was a lot of yards on the field that he left. A lot, lot of easy passes that he could have made. But when you're getting pressured on 99% of the plays, when you're dropping back and running, Instantly, like the moment the ball touches your hand, you're on the move because Miles Garrett or someone else is right there. That's hard to do, man. And then being sacked nine times on top of it, that O-line did not help. And I told y'all guys in in other episodes, the O-line was going to be a problem. Now, granted, I did not think it was going to be this big of a problem, but I knew it was going to be a problem. Offense line is trash. It It is the worst I've ever seen. They let this man become the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL in one game. Let that sink in for a minute. Zach Wilson's been sacked 15 times over three games. Justin Fields played one. Or sacked nine. We're going to ruin this kid. (laughs) Chicago is where quarterbacks come to die, okay? I do not want Justin Fields to be one of those guys. And I'm sorry, but Matt Nagy is going to have to go. We start this rebuilding process, but then we stop halfway through because we think we get some good players, and then we're like, ah, we don't have to rebuild anymore. Like, we did it when we got Allen Robinson. Like, oh, we got offense now. It's not how it works. We have to rebuild. We have to rebuild. I mean, look. <clears throat> that's what the Falcons are doing now. Falcons are rebuilding right now. All right, they got some good guys. Giants are doing the same thing. Giants got like Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. They added some offensive line guys. Got Kenny Galladay. Sterling Shepard started up. They got Darius Slayton. 
Evan Ingram. Like they have they have offensive guys. You know they're picking these guys up, signing guys out of the draft. I mean, we 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 got to figure something out. All right, guys, got to figure something out. In that game against the Browns, the Bears had more yardage on a pass interference call than they did total yards the whole game. I'm not making this up, guys. I wish I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Bears fan. This is like hurting me to tell you, okay? This is hurting me. They had more yards on a pass interference call than they did total yards. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Just think about that. At one point in time in the game, a pass interference call was more than they had total yards. Crazy. Um, the Bears' defense cannot be blamed at all for this loss. Not at all. I don't want to hear a single word. Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack have combined for six sacks in three games. All right? They're, 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 they're playing pretty good. Okay? Playing pretty good. They were on the field for 40 freaking minutes against the Browns. Two-thirds of the game, our defense was on the field. 40 minutes. 40 minutes, guys. That's ridiculous. That's inexperience and just recklessness on the offense. And, and that is all Matt Nagy. All on Nagy. They went one for 11 on third down. I mean, I'm not making any of this stuff up, guys. This is this is all true. It's crazy. Crazy. It's bad. Okay? Bad for business. Is Nagy going to ruin Fields? Yes. Yes. If Justin Fields continues to start, and you guys are hearing it from me first, if Justin Fields continues to start... While Matt Nagy is the offensive coordinator and the head coach, he is gonna he is he is gonna be ruined. He is not gonna be the quarterback we want, and it's gonna be a waste of a draft pick. <clears throat> Playing your first game and being historically bad, because technically, I mean that's like the worst a rookie quarterback has ever done in his first game ever. Um, being sacked nine times, your confidence level is probably not very high. Okay, probably not very high. And if Matt Nagy can't get something going on the offense and can't use you correctly and can't, you know, and that offensive line cannot give you the time to throw the ball, he's going to be terrible, guys. <clears throat> that That is going to be a waste of a pick. That is going to be a waste of a draft pick. Mark my words, I'm telling you guys. This is exactly what I was worried about in the beginning. Exactly what I was worried about. Exactly what I was worried about. So... It is. It, I mean, it hurts me to say, dude. I'm high on Justin Fields. I've been watching the kid since he was in high school on QB1. <clears throat> Ohio State, he was incredible. The dude was an animal. You know? He looked good in the first game. Looked decent in the second game. You know? But... To answer my own question, yeah, he's going to ruin Justin Fields. 
Ryan Pace needs to go, and if Ryan Pace isn't going to go, he's got to let Matt Nagy go. I know they're butt buddies and they're best friends, but <clears throat> he's got to go, dude. Matt Nagy's going to ruin. I mean, he's he's ruining the offense now through three weeks, and he's going to ruin Justin Fields. So I don't want that to happen. If you're not going to let Matt, if you're not going to let Nagy go, then Justin Fields does not need to. He does not need to start another game until the offense gets right. I'm telling you. I know you guys are like, oh, we'd rather have him than Andy Dalton. I would not right now. I do. I am so terrified that Andy Dalton is going to be a waste, that we're going to freaking ruin the kid. And I do not want that to happen. All right? We got him for four years, and he could he could really be something for us, guys. I mean, he could he, he could really be the light at the end of the tunnel, especially if we, if we get an O-line and get, get a little more offensive pieces. The dude's going to be a hell of a quarterback. But... Not not with Nagy ruining him. It'll be over with. Um, they don't even know who's going to start Sunday against the Lions. Fields, Foles, or Dalton. <clears throat> Foles is terrible. Dalton's terrible. Fields is going to be terrible under any, uh, under Matt Nagy, so it doesn't really matter. I'd rather have Dalton start, obviously. At least he's got a little more experience. I saw something that said, <clears throat> we want to apologize to Mitchell Trubisky, and I do. Mitchell Trubisky was terrible. But I've blamed everything on him. Now I see that it wasn't all his fault. So you guys are hearing it from me first. I'm sorry, Trubisky. I'm sorry, Mitch. Sorry for blaming everything on you. You look decent now that you're with the Bills. I know you're a backup, but you don't look terrible. So I want to say I'm sorry. <clears throat> I did not mean to blame everything on you. I now see that Matt Nagy um, was a huge part of the problem as well. Because... Um, um, he's ruining Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton's not very good to begin with. But <laughs> under Matt Nagy, he's not doing. He's he's not doing great, dude. Nick Foles is not doing great under Matt Nagy. Okay, and Justin Fields' first start under Matt Nagy was the worst start by a rookie quarterback ever. So, I I mean I'm seeing a trend here, guys, and it's it's Matt Nagy. Um, last thing I want to get with is uh, Lions and Chicago predictions. Listen, <clears throat> in my earlier predict, I'm gonna stick with my earlier predictions. I predicted um, Chicago to beat the Lions. Stay two and two. I really want to change it. I really do, guys. I really do. But I'm not gonna change any of my predictions. I have them wrote down. I'm gonna stick with them to see if I predicted all of it right. <clears throat> But I don't know if, if you guys have saw the way the Lions have been playing. Playing pretty good. They're not playing bad football. They're not even really that bad of a team. <clears throat> they're just playing better. They're, they're playing better teams. Okay? They're playing They're playing good people. Jerry Goff is slinging the freaking rock. And he's not a very good quarterback, and he's slinging it. TJ Hawkinson, dude's an animal. Animal. Jamal Jamal Williams? I don't know why uh, Green Bay let him go. Dude's killing it. DeAndre Swift? Killing it. Offensive line? Killing it. Defense? Eh, a little suspect. All right, giving up a lot of points a game. <clears throat> but it would not surprise me if the Lions beat Chicago. I'm going to stay with my predictions and say Chicago wins. We go 2-2. Two and two. Okay. But mark my words. <laughs> would not be surprised. If the Lions do beat Chicago. They're playing better football than us right now. 
I don't care who we have under uh, under the helm, who we have under center, anything. They're playing better football than us. Jared Goff is slinging the freaking rock. Sure, he's throwing interceptions, but he's throwing for like 380 yards a game, and he's throwing three touchdowns a game. Offensive line is giving him time to throw. The running game is immaculate. Jamal Williams is freaking killing it. DeAndre Swift is a dual threat in the backfield. The dude can catch the ball, and he can run. The offensive line's blocking for him. The defense is playing good ball. They're a little suspect. You know, that they have some they have some oomph, you know, oomph areas in them, but they're playing good. So I would not be surprised if we end up going one and three, and you know, and they win. But I'm gonna stay with my predictions. I think the Bears are gonna win the game. Um, in my heart, I really do think we're gonna win. Um, I think our defense is gonna. I think our defense is way better, and I think it's gonna slow the offense down enough to where we can score against their defense. Like I said, their defense is just a little suspect, and I think <clears throat> even with uh, a Nick Foles or an Andy Dalton or a Justin Fields under center, I think I think we can win. Um, because our defense is going to stop that offense. So, um, well, that was a, a, a week, three-week recap. Um, if you guys want to hear anything else, let us know. Uh, I'm going to start making this uh, another thing. So I'll be back uh, maybe like Tuesday, uh, Monday, and uh, recap a, a week four uh, recap for you guys uh, with the Bears and see what's going on then. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, And thank you for listening to Monsters of the Midwest. This is Dylan.